what's your point? You know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, Garnett, the important role that you're playing on WPKN in not simply independent journalism, but making sure voices get out. The reality is that as we talk about social media and criticism and hashtags, conversation, like deep dialogue about these issues is really what we're going to need if we're going to ever get to that point of reimagination. So I just wanted to, to thank you. You know, we've got a list for the revolution, um, and that revolution really is going to uh, have to be one that allows us to, to conquer these inequalities and move forward as, as, a, as a nation as a whole, but also as a community united. Okay, thank you so much. is very important for the continuation and maintenance of a democracy. One should be tolerant of all views different to yours. It is much better to use words to settle differences than with weapons. You see, weapons destroy human beings. When all these differing views are put together, consensus should be found to move the nation forward together for one common cause. At the end of an argument, we may disagree, but not become disagreeable. point right here on WPKN in Bridgeport 89.5 FM. I'm Garnet Ankle and uh, yes I'm going to be opening the phone lines for you to call in uh, in a while and um, uh, just start off with my thought for today. I simply cannot accept that there are on every story two equal and logical sides to an argument. Uh, journalist Edward R. Morrow very important a journalist in the history of this country. Maybe we need some more of him to straighten our things around here. All right, so uh, uh, the telephone number to get in touch, 203-336-9756. Uh, and uh, I'll start off with, uh, 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 during, um, with this. Uh, during last uh, edition of What's Your Point, I... Uh, off the top of my head, I uh, spoke of um, some information about the fact that uh, the Hartford Current profited from slavery. Yes, and uh, yes, I remember reading that about 20 years ago. Yes, yes. so uh, yeah, they did. And I went back and I checked. Yeah, they did profit from slavery during the 18th and the 19th centuries. And um, uh, when they published, uh, the paper published advertisements, uh, uh, for the sale of slaves during the centuries, the nineteenth and the eighteenth and nineteenth centuries, and uh, for which they have apologized. And uh, I need to check. I was doing some research. I need to do more to check to see 
whether they did more than an apology. Because, yes, apologies are good. But uh, are you now doing what we call reparations, like working in the community, helping the less fortunate, that kind of thing? So I'm going to continue to do some digging to see whether the Hartwood Current, uh, for its role in slavery, um, doing what I call reparation. And also the Aetna Life Insurance Company also apologized for its role in slavery. And uh, in the 1850s, when um, they issued insurance policies for slaves. So yes, um, and, and when I say on the show the last time I was on, two weeks ago, that this country was built on slavery, you understand what I'm talking about now, right? And uh, it wasn't built on this, well, middle-class slavery built this country. And uh, maybe that's why the, the um, racist people don't want people to know what's going on, to hide it, because... If they realize that this country was built on slavery, then where's the pay for the, for the descendants of those people who worked for nothing? You know, so that, that is what is happening here, you know. And, um, and as I keep telling you, you know, I, uh, I have my opinions, but they're based on facts. Again, you're in tune to WPKN Radio. The show is What's Your Point? I'm your host, Garnet Anchor. And we're going to be here until 10 this morning. Yes, a, a Chinese lawn tennis star... Ping Shuai has been not seen or heard of since November 2, after she accused a top Chinese politician of sexual assault. The politician is a former Chinese premier, Zhang Jielai. If Peng Shuai is not found alive within the next couple of days, I think um, the entire world should boycott the Winter Olympic Games to be held there next year. The entire world. Just let the Chinese go ahead and play along with themselves on the field of playing the Winter Olympics. The entire world should not go. Uh, President Biden had a, a talk, a three-hour-long video conversation with President Xi Jinping uh, sometime last week. I'm not sure that that came up, but um, President Biden spoke of a diplomatic boycott. No, Mr. President, we need more than that. The entire world should boycott uh, this um, uh, the, the, this thing here, entire world. I, I know uh, people are calling in right now. Uh, just hold your th- your thought for a while. I just want to get through this because I think this is very important. And if we talk about justice and fair play in this world, we've got to boycott the Winter Olympics. We need to find out what happened to this young woman. The 2020 Winter Olympics in China starts on Friday, February 2 next year. President Biden, diplomatic boycott is good. The entire world should take a stance and say, listen, China... You cannot do this with, with impunity. And this is a, a, a word, too, for the entire world, including the United States, that you cannot oppress and kill with impunity. We need to send a message to the world that equal rights and justice is where we are. It doesn't matter who you are. We need to do that in this day. Yes, yeah, so, so this thing about diplomatic uh, uh, boycott is not good enough, Mr. President. No, it's not good enough. We need to get beyond that get beyond that. Yes, diplomatic thing, yes, but um, the entire world. Over 190-odd countries or 200-odd countries are planning to attend to just boycott Jamaica. The entire Caribbean ju- does not go. Yes, they're going to lose money, but what? We need to send a message to countries of the world who want to silence people for speaking their, their, their truths, whether or not you like it. We cannot allow this to continue any, any more.
All right, and um, in addition to that, um, uh, what does it say when a member of the United States Congress had a cartoon video online depicting him killing another member of that legislative body and attacking the President of the United States? When it was time for censure, the, 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 the vote was passed with two Republicans joining the Democrats with 223 votes. 207 Republicans voted against it. The 207 Republicans are telling the world that, listen, we can do this with impunity. Nothing will happen. Should these people be taken seriously? As a matter of fact, should these people be allowed to continue in Congress? Should they? And I keep telling you, you know, this I'm talking on this radio. This isn't about ideology. This is about good and evil. This is about a political party who has become a cult who is not interested in governing this country. That is what is happening in this country. This isn't about whether you're, you are conservative or liberal. This is not about that. That's not what I'm talking about here. Where I'm talking about it, I'll strike a balance. But you cannot strike a balance when people are trying to destroy you and your country. You have to stand on the side of truth and justice and fair play. That's what we've got to do. We've got to do that. When a group of people, whether foreign or local, is trying to destroy your nation, you must get involved. And we see here the Republican Party has become a party of racists, misogynists, sexists, undemocratic people. We need to purge the party of these people before we can talk about their two political parties in this country. The Republicans are a cult. And you come right here on the show and, and challenge me about that. They have become a cult. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. Just look at what happened in the House the other day. How can somebody be, 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 be depicting his own colleague wanting to kill her and kill the president? And it doesn't matter who it is, who the president is, whether they like the president or not. That is the president of the United States. And whether it would have been the, the guy before, I would have been the, saying the same thing. You're going to try to get rid of people by violence. That doesn't work in a democracy. We are in serious, serious, serious times. Serious times. Serious, serious times. Let me uh, get to the phone and see whether I can um, uh, handle this new system here, this new station. Hello, good morning. You're on. What's on your mind? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Let me try this. Hello, good morning. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Uh, you're in touch with WPKN. Uh, the show is What's Your Point? Aired fortnightly right here on uh, this station, 89.5 FM. And, you know, uh, we started broadcasting from these new studios on uh, Thursday, I think it was. Yes, and I wasn't able to be here, but I was listening live as things were going on and uh, could hear that they were having a little difficulty with uh, the phone system as well. Let me, okay, all right, so I'm going to wait again until someone tries to call in. Then I try to see whether I can um, fix that. All right, so, uh, 
Yes. Um, you know, this, oh, this person is very persistent. Let us see whether um, I can do something to get uh, this person on. This is uh, what one calls growing pains. Uh, my apologies for uh, these um, technical challenges we're having right here. Okay, I may have accidentally uh, terminated that call. Could you please call back? Let me try whether I can um, uh, do this. But, you know, we have a lot of things to talk about. And I am just uh, having some challenges with the, uh, the phone system here. Uh, you're in touch with uh, WPKN. The show is... Uh, what's your point? I am your host, uh, Garnet Anchor. And, uh, all right, so, all right, um, persistence is his game. Here on WPKN fortnightly, at this time, between 9 and 10 Eastern. Yes, and I, um, I heard journalists in the media say uh, they respect the verdict in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Friday. I'm not going to respect or I'm not going to repeat the, the, the name of the young man who got away with what I think was murder. And, um, you know, I hear people talking, you know, people have misplaced, uh, you know, priorities. You know, they're talking about the guy crying and so on. You know, I, I don't know about his soul. It could be genuine on his path that he was crying because, you know, people get emotional. Respect of whether you call him a criminal, a murderer, or what of you, people get emotional, and I'm going to grant him that, that it is likely he was having a serious challenge here with emotions, and he cried. So that is not my point. That shouldn't come in anything. That is beside the point, because people get emotional. Everybody who's a human being gets emotional at some time or another. People quote, and that's what about in this country. We miss the important points about stuff. You know, we should look and we should ask ourselves, after the acquittal of this person, for going into... Okay, all right, he's not from the area. But at the same time, he went there. He has a right to be anywhere. But he doesn't have a right to be anywhere with a gun, a weapon of war. You go to protest, go peacefully without guns. So, okay, this acquittal, is it, what is it going to say to us? Is it saying that, okay... Any white man, and this is about white people, any white man can just go in any place if Republicans are there demonstrating, a white guy can just go in there and shoot. Or if a Democratic people are demonstrating, people can just go in there and shoot up and everything will be okay. Is that what we're saying to the country and the world and to these, especially these white racist extremists? This, these white, this right wing racist extremists? Is that a message that is being sent to these people? Is this what we're doing here in this country? Um, and they're talking about respect. I don't respect the verdict. How can I respect a, a, a verdict that I think was wrong? You know, people are way to, oh, respect. No, I don't. I don't respect the verdict. And it was wrong. I cannot respect a verdict that was unfair. President Biden said the system worked. The system worked, Mr. President? For who? You know, um, you know, these, you know, what I see from this, it is telling us as a people that 
White people can go and shoot up anywhere with impunity. That's the message I'm getting from this thing. And we have another case going on there with Ahmad Arbery. That's the name of the guy who was murdered by these three racist men. And one of them took the stand and is here talking. And you can see, and I get a chance to watch a lot, but you can see that this guy committed murder. Why, what is it so hard for people to see right from wrong, even when it's staring them in the face, even if it is going to make, let them look bad? Why is it that we're so, it's so difficult for us to admit when something is wrong, even if we did it? Why? As long as this nation continues like this, it is going to be a struggle for black people till, till time immemorial. It's, it's not a pretty picture we're painting here. It's not. Because, you know, and I didn't call it, is it a justice system or a justice or an injustice system? You can't have a system that doesn't work for everybody. It's, it's, not, it's not justice if it doesn't work for all. The, the judges at the state level in this country are, are elected. That's a fact. They are elected by, elect, by the electorate, which make them political. So, should people, the Congress, whomever, look about to see whether they can change this to make them elected? Oh, would it make a difference anyway? And to have a second look at the, the Supreme Court too, to, to, you know, what I'm talking about. Yes, everybody should have a political opinion, even the judges, even the, even the, the, the justices on the Supreme Court. But you should not let your political opinion or political views cloud your decision in making the law. As officers of the law, political persuasions should be secondary. You should be looking at the case that comes up in front of you and decide on that. Uh, hello, good morning. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hello? I am there. I am here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your... <laughs> it's been it's been problematic. We are in a brand new station, brand new studios, I should say, and uh, having some challenges here. I'm not sure what is going on, but uh, you're finally on there. Okay. Thanks for for uh, for sticking it out with me. Yes, uh, yeah. that's okay. Technology, we'll work out the bugs together. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> let's see. Two sides, uh, two sides to everything. Um, go ahead. Let, let me uh, turn down this background here so that way there's no um you know feedback hang on uh-huh. yeah you're in touch with wpkn the show is what's your point right here on uh, the station and uh we're yes garnet are you with me yeah yes i'm still here mm-hmm. great i thank you so much garnet you know of course i always start off with uh a greetings is which i'm I'm greeting you, and, and that is in the name of the Most Highest God and our Father. Mm-hmm. Um, Garnet, you know, I bid you peace, I bid you love, and the courage. Uh, on this glorious morning, of course, you know, you're providing this platform. And as you mentioned, it's a dialogue. You know, I bid everyone a good morning. If not, you know, I'm wishing everybody a better day than yesterday. Okay? Now, my point, as you started off with this two sides to everything, I mentioned that there, there is a duality in life that we have to accept. And as I mentioned, uh, choice, freedoms, 
you know, this is the greatest gift. And what will everyone do with this gift is your question. So I will simply put it. Uh, my point today is I'm going to speak about um, very briefly just what is the foundation of this land we call, you know, the United States. We the people, we're the United States of America, and the United States is just the land. So I speak of the land, I speak of the law of the land, and that land, that land or that law was actually written by we the people. So volunteering or volunteers, uh, you know, this is voluntary choice. Let, let me stop it right there. It was written yes. by some racist white men in the... 1800s, 17, whatever it was. It, you know, we need to speak truth to power. You know? Yes, it was written. So, so let's, yes, let's speak name. truth. Let us speak truth. Okay. So then the documents in which that we were, that we're referencing were written by people or men. And when it comes to who they were and who they are, let's keep that in the foreground. Or if not, just put it aside for one second so I can just address your point. You ask, why is it people look at something that is false and say true? Or why does someone look at something that is true and say false? I say again, it has to be the gift of choice that we were given by God. You have a choice, and you still have it even if when you think that you don't. Now, when it comes to what it is that you're mentioning, unfortunately, uh, Garnet, it's principles, philosophy, or a theoretical uh, ideology which drives individual convictions. That is what you want to call what was America founded on? I'm only going to use the power of a metaphor, where when you look at a house, you're trying to build a structure. You have a foundation, which is usually on top of the earth. Yeah, but let, let me but get I'm, back. Let me get back to what I said sure. to you. I think you were the one who called in the last time I was on. Yes, we yes. have to be fair. America, this, these United States were founded on slavery. There are no two ways about that. Go do your research. This is not my opinion. These are facts. Go look. It was founded on slavery, and we are still paying for that today as we live. Go, go, go ahead. Okay. So, as you mentioned how the country was founded, I wanted to use the power of a metaphor and say if you look at a house or a structure being built, you need a foundation, and then you build a house. Just use that metaphor just for now, just to entertain the dialogue. So therefore, I said, the foundation was us declaring our independence from Britain. From there, you don't have a house, okay? You don't have a house. So now let's talk about foundation, and that's when I have to throw in the Industrial Revolution. But we know, as well as anyone else that is educated, it was during that Industrial Revolution was when we noticed slavery changed and it became an industrial slavery. Okay, that we can say is true. Now, the other, the other point I can make uh, is the fact that, that those documents, and these are the things we don't want to speak about, those documents claim that slavery needs to stay in our country, which is the involuntary servitude when you are proven guilty of some crime. That's what keeps bad people from coming to our country. Sorry, so, could, sorry could, you, could you repeat what you just said a while ago? Okay. Uh, once we look at our documents when it comes to the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the amendments, there is well-documented uh, words that claim 
a form of slavery must stay within our country. That is called the involuntary servitude. That is when someone is, has committed a crime, been proven that they were committed a crime, and what happens to those unalienable rights from our father? Well, they are reduced. That is the only time another man can tell another man that you are not equal and you have lost your rights. And that is the only thing that seems to be the distraction. No one wants to talk about or speak about what is necessary for us to democratically exercise our freedom of speech within this republic, understand that in truth we have a national will. It should be a will to live a meaningful life with obligations to others. So what, what you're saying there is the only time that a person should be in servitude or slavery is when they are imprisoned, when they do a wrong, when they did something wrong, they charge, found guilty, and sent to prison. They should be able to work without pay. That's what you're talking about? Within the forms of slavery, yes, there are three forms. We know one is an evil one. We know one is a voluntary or involuntary servitude. And the other we know with conquerors, but yes. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think there's anything wrong with a system or society that says mm -hmm. if you do something wrong, it depends on what the wrong is too. If you do something wrong which is against our laws and so forth, mm -hmm. you're sent to prison for a certain number of years, weeks, months, and you have to work with hard labor and you're going to be working without pay. Uh, in, in all fairness, I don't see anything wrong with that kind of system. Go ahead. Great. So now let me just address the two other points that you made. First, it was actually 1441 where the Europeans penetrated Africa, began slave trading, and also it led to the weakening you know, of the great African empire. We must know that because that is way before we started. The other point, we know that the blacks from Africa, they suffered a social discrimination before, this is even before there was prejudice and slavery. But last but not least, I must say, um, again, these are the things that aren't said enough. But when we look at things like the Missouri Compromise or the Dred, the Dred Scott case in 1820, or even the Compromise of 1850, you know, when we're looking at popular sovereignty, there's even something worse. In 1854, there was the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Okay, these are folks that are saying, you know, no, we need to keep slavery. We need to not be equal. I mentioned those for the reasons of, and this is my, my final point here. Um, as it was mentioned by you, I love your show. It's called Solidarity. But, you know, we have a David Walker. And, uh, you know, he was from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. But, you know, in 19, I'm sorry, 1829, he wrote an appeal to the colored citizens of the world. And what was he asking? The same thing you're asking for, Garnet, the same thing we're all asking for. We're asking for a solidarity between freed blacks and even those that were enslaved so that we really can unify. Because, you know, we need as much education in order for us to get out of this struggle. And what is the struggle? It is a simple, it is, it is a mind. It, it, it's freeing of the mind where you and I both have heard the truth shall set you free. We've heard that. 
how many, how many accept that? You know, and again, the things that aren't spoken about, like, for instance, today is a very important day when it comes to these indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And the Louisiana Purchase, you know, that came at the peril, the tragic Holocaust and expense of the indigenous people. All over equality, income, wealth. Is it equal or is it mm, it's relative? <laughs> and that's why, Garnet, I, I say, why do we have this struggle in the world? It's because everyone still has the gift of choice. Okay? You can either do great with it or evil. And I only say, what will you do? What will you choose? Together, unified is how um, it is for us as a people, you know, on earth to, you know, live, to live, uh, to live the life that we know. Okay. So, All right. uh, last so but not least, I'm sorry, I only have one more word, one closing thought. Let's see, this was on page three. Okay. Words hold power. Therefore, we choose our words carefully. If not, there's one, as we know, if there's not one good thing to say, then we should consider silence, because you mentioned what silence can bring, and it allows someone to hear someone else, where we accept the knowledge that's before us, in our minds, where we can understand and allow the wisdom to make manifest. That's what I just have to say. That's my point. You let me know <laughs> if I kind of hit it on the mark, because I'm not telling anyone what to do. We, as, uh, as people, when we look at each other, we look at each other as an individual nation or maybe even uh, individual state sovereignty. And there comes the obligation to be respectful, not to tell anyone what to do, but we're open. We're only building ourselves together as this nation because, in truth, it, it, is, it is one nation, and it is under God. So, therefore, there really should be one party, one national will, and it should be, you know, a, a government that's taking care of us, not the other way around. When you say one party, <laughs> what do you mean by party? Okay, so we know that there was the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, and then we had some more, including the Green, and we also had the T, and we have some more. When it comes to these words that are very important, does everyone, did everyone do their research and found out initially what was the Democratic Party? They were the redeemers. They were even called a civil warrior at one point. And what was the Republican Party? Well, the Republican Party wanted to talk more about capitalism and industrialism. Yeah, but when said but they all got party. infiltrated. So, let's get to the chase. You said there's one party. Where's, which one party are you referring to? A party of citizens that voluntarily decided they need to live a meaningful life. Indeed. So one party. Political, you're not referring to a political party. No, 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 no. Let's not. <laughs> Look, the only politics is that there's 90% of our power that God gave us. We gave 10% to polity, and it got watered down. But today everyone is fooled, and they think they gave away 90%, and we basically only have 0.01 of the power that God gave us. Okay, and thank you so much for the call. Oh, thank you, Garnet, and God bless. You're welcome. Okay, you're in touch with uh, WPKN. The show is uh, What's Your Point? right here. And uh, the telephone number to get in touch, 203-336-9756. Let me do it a little slower. 
203-336-9756. And of course, the caller just spoke of indigenous people. And uh, of course, uh, this month, the month of November, is National Native American Month. And these are the indigenous peoples of this country. And they are forced today, as we speak, forced to live on reservation. So let's get back to the telephone. Hello, good morning. You're on. What's on your mind? Hello? Morning, Garnet. Morning. How are you doing? Good. Um, I, I just, I was sitting here listening to you. You made a statement earlier and you were basically chastising the Republicans, which I, 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 I see a point and I understand what you're saying. But one needs to examine the, the, the Democrats also. And the reason why I say that the Democrats have not done a, a good job in terms of um, dispensing justice and equal rights for, for, for minorities. Because if they had done so, I, I mean, they have, they, have, they, have, they have gathered the support of minorities for eons, of, uh, uh, I mean, years and years and numerous elections where the, where the minorities are supported, the Democrats. But if you look today, the minority, especially African-Americans, are still at the bottom of the ladder. So what have they gained from supporting Democrats? True. I agree with what you're saying wholeheartedly. I'm not here telling people to vote Democrat. All I'm saying is that the Republican, what we have now, is a cult. And, we, and the people of this country cannot trust people who are followers of a cult to be in charge of political power. That's all I'm saying here. Somebody needs to come up with another political party to challenge the Democrats. But the fact that I'm saying Republicans are not in a position to lead today doesn't mean that I'm saying go vote Democrat. All I'm saying is that the Republican Party is not a viable party in this country today because we cannot have the, the management, the, the, the leadership of this party supporting undemocratic principles, racism, uh, and violence. That's all I'm saying. And we saw that on Friday. How about how about the how about the men, people of color minorities start demanding more from their representative that they send to Congress? Indeed, and we see oh, that, and we see Black Lives Matter and those organizations that form across the world, form across the country in the last um, number of months since the kill several. Uh, noteworthy killing, um, murders by police officers, that kind of thing. So, you know, so when we look at things, as I kept saying uh, all along, that we cannot look at things all the time. They're not always two equal sides to a story. You know, and that's what I'm trying here to say. They're not always two sides of a story. So, okay, the Republicans are this, and the Democrats are that. So guess what? Leave the Republicans alone. No, they are not supposed to be holding political power with their kind of, with violence. It's a violent, racist, undemocratic, misogynist, sexist party. How can you have a political person, a, a legislator in the United States Congress asking for the killing of one of his colleagues and then 700, 207 of them voted Against the censure, that guy should yeah, be booted out. They should be booted out. This is we can't dangerous. change that, Ghana. These people have Listen, their supporters. Look here, look here. If we cannot change this, might as well sit down and just fall up and just die. They have their supporters. They have their supporters. They have people who back them, who yes. send them there, who continue to. Yes, but we need to get beyond these people. We cannot continue to say 
Okay, these, we, if we're going to sit down, because what I'm here hearing you saying that we should just fall up and sit down and, and say nothing. We have to speak no. out when we see racism and we have to speak out when we see these things are happening, irrespective of who is doing it. Just speaking is not enough, Ghana. Well, let me make a point here. Uh-huh. I have long come to the conclusion that the way out for minorities is through financial power, not political power. Political power comes after financial power. And that is where we fail, because we, 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 we fail to, to, to harness our, our financial power, I mean, collectively, like the other, like the other ethnic groups have done, like, like the Chinese, like, like the, 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 the Jewish people, like, you know, you name them. They have, they have, they have come together and pooled their resources, True. and then they use it to gain financial, political strength. What do you say? The Willie syndrome, syndrome is still with us. Divide, rule, and conquer. So, you see, yes. I mean, it doesn't matter what. Unless we're anarchists, there must be political leadership in a democracy. Without that, we have anarchy. So, somebody must be leading. Somebody must be in charge. Somebody must be in power. There must be a president, whomever he or she is. So, we have to find a way to deal with that because politics is the bread and butter of any society. It's your water rate, your light bill, the road you drive on, everything. It impacts yeah, but it's every not aspect. doing anything. It's yes. so we, we it's have not to doing make it. We have to make it's it do something it. for us. By putting yeah, people in I, power, I by forming our own political parties and put people in power who will listen to us. That's what we need to do. We can't sit down and follow because if we do that... Nobody, I didn't say that. Uh-huh. I didn't say that. No, I, I, you gave you, I, I gave you my side. I said mm-hmm. we can only achieve political power by financial power. The first thing is to, is to, is to, is to pool our financial resources, speak with one voice and pool our financial resources, send people to, 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 to Congress or to our local or our local um, um, municipal or what uh, municipal yes, elections. Yes, yes. Send people there that 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 we, that is representative of our our, our 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 beliefs and what we need to be done. And if they if they fail to deliver, we vote them out. But but we 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 cannot continue to expect white America. Let's be let's be let's be honest to to do anything for us because we've been waiting for 400 years you know in our fairness i mean in our fairness there are white people today who if you listen to them you'll think they're black because they are upset with what's going on i've heard that story before i've heard that so many times so we had good white people but the fact remains, black people, minorities, is still at the political, economical true, ladder. True, and it's, the and, it's, and, it's, ladder. and it's for and us. No matter who is in power. And it's for us to no continue that struggle. No matter who is struggle. in power. It's for us to continue that struggle. Because we, we cannot give up. We can't give up. Because when we reach a mountain top, as Linton Crazy Johnson says, it's a brand new plateau we go back up. So we have we to, have to come down it. We have to come with a different strategy. That's all I'm saying. This one is not working. So what is it? I mean, it's difficult to really ask the question. But what, what do you think the strategy could be to 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 alleviate this problem that uh, minorities and it's not I'm only black people, other minorities face in this country? I'm gonna say it one more time. America respect money. Power comes through money. Honest. Do you know that? Uh, I think they said um, Black America is the tenth largest, e- e- largest economy in the world. I, I'm not, I think it said the tenth largest economy. If we was to pool our resources, we, we would have been like the tenth largest economy in the world. 
black America. Outside, I'm not talking outside of America, just in America alone. Okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. So don't look. So so it's it's money garnered, pool our resources, um, sp- spend the money among ourselves, and stop run go spend it outside. As soon as we have it in our hand, we go spend it with other people. Let the money circulate in our community. Okay. That, that's where it starts. I mean, I'm, I mean, I do not agree when I hear people complaining about the Republicans. Forget about the Republicans. No, what no, is the Democrats no, doing? No, we cannot forget about them. We can't. They will never. We can't they because never, they, they are, want to. They want to bring us back to Garnet. They want to bring us back to 1940 and 1930. True, Take away the voting rights and all of that. We know all of that. Yeah, we, we can't so look at it like that. We know they, all of that. Look here, what they, are we going to do? They are the opposition in the House and the, the Senate in the United States today. And we, we, we forget them at our own peril. We can't do that. You cry, you're crying to, to deaf ears where those people are concerned as minorities. Really? We're just crying to de- stop the crying, man. Really? Walk away. From, the, the song I, there's a song I wrote. Walk away from the blame game. Yeah. They told the world who we are from whence we came. Uh-huh. True freedom will never be given. It must be taken. Indeed. No truer words have ever been spoken. All right. Okay. okay? Yeah, all right. Thanks. All right, uh, thanks for the call. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're in touch with uh, WPKN. The show is uh, What's Your Point? Aired every other Sunday morning right here on WPKN. The next time you'll hear What's Your Point is on Sunday, December 5 at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And before that, Solidarity with me at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on December 5, uh, two weeks from today. And uh, the telephone uh, number to get in touch, 203-336-9756. Yes, uh, as I was telling to that previous caller, we can't, uh, forget the Republicans. We, we forget them at our own peril. We can't do that. I mean, what this nation needs to do is to purge what we have there. Uh, because th- 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 there must be better people than this who-, who can be in the Republican Party. And the people who are in positions of power in the party should be speaking out and should be talking about what's going on to purge this nonsense that is going on. Because, as I said, obvious, as I said continually, we forget them at our own peril. They can do things to us. So we, we, we've got to, we've got to um, be serious about this. And this is not, as I keep saying, it's, um, it, it is not, you, you, you don't hear me even talking here about ideology because it, that's beside the point right now. That's beside the point. The point is we need to get people who are Republicans who are going to be conservatives, are going to do the things and do the things that conservatives want them to do. Not these people who are not concerned about governing. They have no concern. They don't have no care about governing. And if you don't do what I'm saying, go and look. We need to have people purge the party of these people. Get other people who are going to work in the interest of conservatives. And then we'll have a discussion about conservatism and liberalism. But no, we can't. Because right now, it's like someone with a, with a sore foot. We have to, we, you know, other things are happening. But before the, it, it gangrene sets in, we've got to deal with that before other things. And that is what is going on right now in this country. This is not anti-Republican. This is about we're at a juncture in society, in this country, where we need to stop and take stock and say, listen, we've got to do something. 
We've never in the history of this country I've ever seen a fellow Republican telling or, or trying to bring death to his colleague and then just brushes it off as if nothing happened. No, and then the former occupant of the White House with September, is January 6th situation, who he caused that thing to happen. How can you, you know, words have power, and especially spoken by leaders in this country, political leaders, go out and say what they want to say, and people follow. We can't afford to do that, man. Uh, let's get back to the telephone. Hello, good morning. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi, Garnet, before uh, you go. Um, I, I heard your last caller, and I guess uh, I should make it true. Um, first, you know, I am an electrical engineer. You know, I do have a degree, a bachelor's. Um, been practicing for 20 years. Um, and the key here is education. You know, our people need to understand the difference between constitutional law versus compact law. And then they know their their sovereignty and they can exercise their uh, sovereign citizen uh, rights. So uh, and uh, sources, you know, I went to Bronx Community College uh, History Department, Bronx Community. They taught us the history of the modern world. And as they said, by understanding the interaction of powerful forces such as industrial industrialization, uh, nationalism and imperialism, by learning the differences between capitalism socialism and communism okay. we're going to cut this short because we want to try and get another caller on before we have to go in another two and a half minutes all right so thanks again well, all for they calling. say is that students have to comprehend in order for us to uh, build a global society in which we all live thank well, you garnet okay. be well you're welcome thank you you're in touch with wpkn it's uh uh so it's what what did i say it's what's your point and uh up next at uh, 10 o'clock, it's uh, Dave Golden. So you stay all day here for some serious radio right here on WPKN. Another, you have another minute and a half to call and uh, voice your opinion. I, you know, I have so much, you know, to say about stuff, but I thought I'll give you uh, the chance to, um, to speak. You know, it's your show. All right, so um, we, we, you know, we, we have to also do things that are practical and talk about things that are practical. You know, we can't just uh, do, deal with nebulous things. We have to deal with practicality, you know, about what can happen, what we can do. All right, so uh, I've got to go. So see you in two weeks at 7 for Solidarity and 9 for What's Your Point? Bye. So we've made the move across town to the Bijou Square, and WPKN is trying to get back to normal, which means another fundraiser is in the offing. Next Monday and Tuesday, we celebrate the grand dame of our generation's singer-songwriters, Joni Mitchell. WPKN with your support of our move into the future with your donation during our two-day fundraiser all day Monday and Tuesday, November 22nd and 23rd to celebrate the birthday of the one and only Joni Mitchell on your radio station, listener-supported WPKN.
is FC Buzz on WPKN Radio. A brief look at what's happening around Fairfield County. This is David Green with the Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County and our weekly selection from FC Buzz Events, the best guide to arts and culture in coastal Fairfield County. Find it at culturalalliancefc.org. Sunday, starting at 1 p.m., audiences will have three opportunities to hear five ensembles at the Greater Connecticut Youth Orchestra's Jack Lawrence Fall Concerts at Bridgeport's The Klein Auditorium. There's so much great music in this concert, it had to be split three ways at 1 o'clock, 3.30 and 7 o'clock. You will be amazed by what young people can achieve as you hear the Steel Pan Orchestra, the String Orchestra, Woodwinds Orchestra, Brass Orchestra and the Sinfonia Orchestra. Guest performers George Taylor on viola and Renee Jolis on violin, both from Eastman School of Music, will accompany the principal orchestra in Mozart's Sinfonia Concertante at 7 o'clock. Sunday at noon, Stamford Downtown has designed a parade spectacular party at Mill River Park in a safe new format that keeps the energy and excitement that has dazzled the community for decades. This free community event will feature giant helium balloons, marching bands, and dance performance groups, all of which will be stationary, allowing spectators to roam around the park and enjoy the festivities. Monday, 7.30, Fairfield Theatre Company presents the movie Paper and Glue, an inside exploration into the work of legendary French artist J.R., whose large-scale photographs have covered structures across the globe for almost two decades. Using his projects as a bridge to span our many cultural divides, the film explores art's great ability to challenge perspectives and unite communities. Tuesday at 6, join Westport Museum for History and Culture on Facebook Live for its Tuesday treasure. This week, Bradley Wheeler House Paintings. Join an exploration of the various artist depictions of the Bradley Wheeler House, a recognizable downtown building that has been used as inspiration for many artists. For details on these and hundreds more events, check FC Buzz Events at culturalalliancefc.org. This was FC Buzz on WPKN Radio. <laughs> so I said to her, you know, it's it's like, like apples and oranges, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, and... What's wrong? Oh, no. What do you think it is? Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Come here. Look, I think, it's, I think it's your radio, your car radio. Look, let me change your radio station to 89.5 FM, WPKN in Bridgeport. Yeah, go ahead, try it now. See what happens. Go ahead. <laughs> See? See? 